Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll chat with CAP President Bill Campbell. And up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from the winner of this year's Manitoba's Outstanding Young Farmers Award. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. A couple from Miami have been named as the province's top young farmers. Andre and Katie Stepler won the Manitoba's Outstanding Young Farmers Award for 2020 at an award ceremony held in Brandon over the weekend. The couple managed the cattle division at Stepler Farms. Golden West reporter Betty Swatsky was there and caught up with Andre after the event. We're extremely honoured to be able to receive this reward. Um, all the nominees that were across Manitoba are such great, innovative young farmers, and just to be in that field with them is such an honour. Okay, now it's been quite a weekend for you. You've been uh, with the judges, you've been presenting a number of times. Tell us a little bit about what that looked like in the last couple of days. Yeah, it was it was intense at times. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there's a the interview process where you get to share your story of how you've uh, farmed for the last decade or so, and it's intense at times. But there's such a strong community in this OIF that it's actually a great fun experience as well. And who you have been, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily competing against, but there's been four four couples, four farms represented in this year's uh, nominees and. Uh, and that everybody had such a passion about what they're doing, and that was you folks as well. So talk a little bit about the, uh, the pool of farming community that you've been together with this last couple of days. Yeah, such a diverse set of young farmers. Uh, really exciting just to see how agriculture is so diverse, and it, it takes in so many different types of farmers to produce the food that feeds the world. Uh, uh, producers that are right from uh, farm right to plate, uh, grain producers in the seed side, uh, diversified uh, cash crop, uh, commercial cow-calf operations as well. It's just such a huge industry and, and it's something we all should be very proud of. Mm-hmm. Now I know you're involved in agriculture in many different levels. Uh, I guess maybe give us a, a bit of a snapshot of some of the things that you're involved in and, uh, and then the next question is where do you go from here? Um, We're involved in several different levels of agriculture. Of course, we are a producer that is a primary producer, and that is where we're most comfortable, there's no doubt. Um, We've sat on several provincial boards, several national boards, and and associations for our breeds. Um, And then we have also been... uh, long-time supporters are local egg societies our local community functions um, just trying to give back to those communities wherever we can there's no doubt agriculture is such a bright star in all of the careers out there um, we're attracting very young innovative people to come and, and produce our food as well share our story and it's just something to be so proud of so now being the 2020 outstanding young farmers ambassadors for manitoba uh, I guess next is nationals in that competition. How does that make you folks feel? Uh, extremely excited. Uh, there's no doubt when we get uh, um, back with the OIF family, we've seen a little glimpse of what we can expect, and, and I really look forward to that uh, alumni to, to get together with them all. And it, it's, it looks like a really positive experience. I have been warned that it does get a lot more aggressive and intense, but it's definitely something that we can manage for sure. That was Andre Stepler. He and his wife, Katie, picked up the 2020 Manitoba's Outstanding Young Farmers Award over the weekend in Brandon. The couple will now move on to the national event in Saskatchewan later this year.
Andre was speaking with Golden West reporter Betty Sawatsky. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. While reducing the PST to 6% is a good thing, Keystone Agricultural Producers has some concerns with the last week's announcement. President Bill Campbell. When you consider that uh, agriculture has long advocated for competitiveness with regards to the carbon tax, when we see things to the west of us and the south of us and the east of us, that we have uh, not a necessarily a competitive field in the carbon tax. It's interesting to note how that process has evolved. The Manitoba government will implement a flat $25 per ton green levy and reduce the PSD to 6% starting July 1st. Campbell says there is some confusion about how the federal government will respond. And Andre and Katie Stepler of Miami have been named as the province's top young farmers. The pair managed the cattle division at Stepler Farms. Andre had these thoughts on winning the award. We're extremely honoured to be able to receive this reward. Um, all the nominees that were across Manitoba are such great, innovative young farmers, and just to be in that field with them is such an honour. The Manitoba's Outstanding Young Farmers Awards Banquet was held in Brandon over the weekend. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Egg Wire for Monday, March 9th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glendalee Allen Vosser talks with the Conservatives' Deputy Shadow Minister for Agriculture and Agri-Food. Today, Glendalee Allen Vosser talks with Leanne Rude, the Conservatives' Deputy Shadow Minister for Agriculture and Agri-Food. The Conservatives say it's one year of Liberal failure since the Chinese government banned Canadian canola. Unfortunately, we've we've gone through a whole year where we're seeing our canola and soybean producers actually losing out on so much revenue. A uh, billion dollars is the estimate for canola. Five hundred and ninety million dollars is the estimate for soybeans. Uh, because we've just seen weak leadership from Prime Minister Trudeau on this file, where he's failed to stand up for our canola farmers and producers. And it's really just unfortunate that it took him over 120 days to even launch a complaint at the WTO. And it's just showing us that this lack of action by by Prime Minister Trudeau and the Liberal government just shows us that they don't see Canada's canola farmers and producers as a priority. What kind of pressure are the Conservatives putting on the Liberals to move this file forward? Conservatives every day, we are we are standing up to them. We are asking them questions every day. Uh, we're, we're holding them to account and asking them to, to stand up on behalf of our producers and, and, and work with the Minister of Agriculture to work with the, the, our trade groups, our industry on finding solutions to get these markets open. Andrew Shear, our leader, has, has stood up and asked for them to uh, stop funding the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank. He's asked to increase inspections on all Chinese imports and to launch a complaint at the World Trade Organization. Now, the longer this drags out, the bigger the impact that this has, whether we're talking producers, industry, or even Canada's reputation. Canadian canola producers are expecting us uh, to have a stable... Uh, economy and to have stability with our trading partners. And that's what's important to our farmers uh, as we look for markets uh, to be able to sell our our world-class products too. 
When you talk about trade issues, it goes much further than China and canola. We've got issues with Italy and Durham, Saudi Arabia and wheat, Indian pulses. Yeah, we absolutely do. And and not only that, we have major issues right here now in Canada as well with the rail blockades and the damage that this has caused uh, our agriculture sector across the board, and not just agriculture, but manufacturing. Uh, Also, potash is affected. $63 million a week just for our grain sector alone is what this has caused us here domestically. The other thing, Leanne, that I wanted to touch base on, of course, we had news last week about the PMRA deciding to cancel the registration for strychnine. Strychnine, of course, a a key tool that farmers and ranchers use. Absolutely. And, you know, farmers need tools in their toolbox when we have issues like this uh, that come up. And, of course, this is uh, a cyclical thing. We we saw this back, I think, in around 2007. And farmers need tools that allow them to be remain sustainable, efficient and competitive, but that also safeguard human, animal and plant health as well. The PMRA has announced they're going to be taking objections to the ruling over the next 60 days. Farmers have been using this product to control these pests safely for decades. And we know that there's not other effective methods out there that are available to our prairie growers. So this loss uh, um, is, is a big takes a cut out of farmers and it, it takes away from um, other by introducing other agents that they may have to use going forward. They are not necessarily the alternatives that are used um, or will have a may have a greater impact on other things and other wildlife. And it's not as target specific as this. Absolutely encourage farmers to to voice their opinions. And I know that we have uh, some organic commodity organizations out there as well, giving feedback to the federal government. That's Leanne Rood, the Conservative Deputy Shadow Minister for Agriculture and Agri-Food. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. Last week, the Manitoba government announced that it will implement a flat $25 per ton green levy and reduce the PSD to 6% starting July 1st. We got reaction from Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell. Well, I guess it would be um, considered, like everybody else in the province, a bit of a uh, surprise with regards to the announcement. Uh, I think most people had been waiting for some type of announcements through the budget process. A bit of a surprise. Cap had sent out a statement here just talking a little bit about, uh, I guess let's start with the the drop in the PST. Well, I guess when you, when you look at the principle of the thing and the drop in the PST, I think every uh, citizen in this, in this province would welcome less tax, that's for sure. So um, it's, um, you know, it, it was mentioned by the Premier that, um, this will make us more competitive with uh, Saskatchewan and Minnesota and some other jurisdictions. So um, that's a, a very strong principle. But when you consider that uh, agriculture has long advocated for competitiveness with regards to the carbon tax, uh, that uh, when we see things to the west of us and the south of us and the east of us, that we have uh, not a necessarily a competitive field in the carbon tax. So uh, uh, it, it, it's interesting to note how that process has evolved. 
And we heard again that um, fuels used for grain drying and heating uh, barns and, and greenhouses, that'll, that'll be exempt. Well, and I guess that's where, um, as a farm organization, we would like to hear more clarity and more understanding. Uh, that is Manitoba's stance with the Manitoba Climate and Green Plan, that there would be those exemptions. But um, we need to understand more fully if, if the, um, how the federal government will deal with this announcement uh, yesterday uh, and to ensure that farmers... Um, are fully aware of what will happen in this year, like what will happen on April the 1st and what's going to happen on July the 1st and what's going to happen next year. So um, there's there's a bit of confusion as to the whole process and the steps that are being taken at this point in time. I guess you were referencing the, the federal tax um, increasing then, right, on those dates? Well, the... the our understanding is is that the federal government's plan is for a five-year plan with a ten dollar uh, per ton increase every year. Uh, now, will the Manitoba Climate and Green Plan replace that? Uh, is the federal plan supplementing or on top of? And and that's you know some of the clarity and the discussions that need to take place so we fully understand. Um, what the carbon tax uh, or the green levy is all about. That was Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Marmac Farms is hosting a bull sale March 11th starting at 1.30. More details can be found at marmacfarms.net. The Manitoba Beef and Forge Initiatives is hosting a regenerative agriculture event March 12th near Forest, Manitoba. You can text 204-212-1253 to reserve your spot. The Stanley Soil Management Association is hosting its AGM March 18th from 10 a.m. until 2 at the Pemina Thresherman's Museum located between Winkler and Morden. Call 204-362-0352 to mark your attendance. The Manitoba Farm Safety Conference takes place March 20th at the Morden Access Event Center. Manitoba Pork is hosting its AGM March 25th at the Fairmont Winnipeg. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon, Red River Area 4-H clubs held their youth communication event in Morden over the weekend. I served as one of the judges for the event and had a chance to catch up with President Philip Finney. So today we have our area communications for 4-H. It's where the clubs in the Red River area get together and we have a competition. So the kids have won at their club level and they're now here competing against each other. We have about 10... 12 different clubs represented and the kids come out they do their speeches starting from age 6 all the way up to age 25. Uh, different categories, different lengths of speeches, the winners here today get to go on to the Provincials which is in Winnipeg on April 18th. Just a thought on um, some of the some of the topics or some of the some of the efforts that are put in here. It's really fascinating to do this over the years and watch the kids uh, keep developing. So you'll see somebody come in at age six or eight and they're really nervous and they're shaking their papers and their topics are about their dog or 
a family vacation, and then as they go on and they get into the intermediate or senior level, suddenly they are the speakers of tomorrow. They are politicians or leaders of tomorrow. And just talk about the importance of 4-H in a competition like this and, and what it can mean for, for these kids going forward. So we've uh, really found that uh, the kids develop leadership skills through doing this. Being able to speak in front of a group, being able to take on a topic and explain it and carry on forward. 4-H really is about developing leaders. We develop them so that they can become the leaders of tomorrow. And we see that with our uh, university club members or some of our senior club members. There's a, a girl out of uh, the Westman area who is putting, talking to uh, the federal government about law changes. I guess as they get older, there's, there's probably not as many in, in 4-H, but that is still an option um, going forward, right? It is. So uh, 4-H is open to anybody from 6 to 25, and usually we have kids between 6 and 12 are our highest numbers, and then we start getting fewer and fewer. But we have a few adult clubs, which are 18 to 25-year-olds. And it, it, would you say this is kind of the, the big event of the year for, for most of them? Or? Uh, as far as speaking, I guess yes, so, yeah. as far as speaking, yeah. uh, next weekend we actually have our club rally. So our area rally will be happening next weekend in Winkler. And uh, there's kids that don't get to come to communications, but they love going to that. That was Philip Finney, president of Red River Area 4-H. We chatted in Morton this past weekend at the youth communication event. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The province's top young farmers gathered in Brandon over the weekend. Andre and Katie Stepler of Miami won the Manitoba's Outstanding Young Farmers Award for 2020. Andre talked about the program. It was intense at times, there's no doubt about it. Uh, there's a, the interview process where you get to share your story of how you've uh, farmed for the last decade or so, and it's intense at times, but there's such a strong community in this OIF that it's actually a great, fun experience as well. Andre and Katie manage the cattle division at Stepler Farms, which focuses on value-adding through raising purebred livestock. And last week, the province announced that it will implement a flat $25 per ton green levy and reduce the PSD to 6% starting July 1st. Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell says there are lots of questions about the announcement. Our understanding is, is that the federal government's plan is for a five-year plan with a $10 uh, per ton increase every year. Now, will the Manitoba Climate and Green Plan replace that? Is the federal plan supplementing or on top of? And, and that's, you know, some of the clarity and the discussions that need to take place so we fully understand what the carbon tax uh, or the green levy is all about. The province says it will exempt fuels used for grain drying and heating barns and greenhouses from its carbon tax. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.